Yo, this is AJ with the Nation of Domination. Thanks for checking out this episode brought to you exclusively by FFL Plus. Have a dominating day and don't forget to fight forever. And welcome back, Fight Fans, to the Fight Forever League podcast. This is your host, Max, leader of the corporation, here with my esteemed co-host, John, leader of the NWO Wolfpack. Man, it's been, it's been some time. Uh, obviously, we've now all listened to and gotten a taste of what you've been going through. A little bit of behind the scenes uh, of the NWO Wolfpack was revealed through the... Uh, documentary series trouble in paradise if you have not listened to it that awesome podcast special please do um it's up for a couple of podcast awards this year uh it was an incredible incredible part uh of our podcast history that's going to go down as very memorable of course the big conclusion the massive trade a trade we haven't seen the likes of in the history of this league will surely get John's thoughts on that, but uh, John, how are you doing, man? I'm doing so good. I'm doing so good, Max. Thanks for having me. Um, obviously, it's been a uh, tumultuous couple of weeks here at the Wolfpack, but happy to be back um, on the podcast, co-hosting with you again. It just feels like it feels like home, you know. A lot of drama with the fight camp, but we're here to talk about the UFC. We're here to talk about the league. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to be back. And it's glad to have, I'm glad to have you back. It's glad to have you back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the pod is glad to have you back. The pod heads are glad to have you back. Let's get right into it by talking about the massive fight night we had this weekend. Going to get uh, some clearer pictures in one of the most complex divisions in the UFC. Rob Font, Jose Aldo, two big Bantamweights, uh ranked very highly both coming off of nice wins both on a winning streak for sure um we'll talk about that fight and more but let's let's actually start in the prelims something we haven't done with our picks before um there's a couple of prelim fights i really want to talk about uh and the first one is a slight heavyweight matchup between alonzo minifield and william knight if you haven't seen what william knight looks like uh it's unbelievable it's unbelievable. He's one of the biggest human beings I've ever seen. It doesn't look like he should be able to make 205 pounds. Uh, somehow he does. Um, you know, the underdog in this matchup against Minifield. Minifield, the favorite in Vegas right now. Um, John, I'm going to let you start things off. Who do you have? Yeah, this is a, it's an exciting fight. You know, I think um, both fighters come in, have a... Very, very different paths to where they are today. Uh, obviously, William Knight is a uh, freak of nature when you look at um, just his overall stature, if you will. Um, but in his last five fights, he's uh, he's uh, four and one, uh, coming off an impressive knockout uh, against Sharon uh, in, in uh, the. Uh, Cannoneer Gaslam fight night, which was awesome. First round knockout for him. Um, 
I don't know. I just I I, I like to bank on the uh, the body type. I like I I want to see. I love the explosiveness of William Knight. I think he has a uh, couple of paths to victory. I don't see this fight going very long. I think both fighters want to uh, get in there and and prove that they're able to uh, um, to showcase their uh, knockout ability. So I'm going uh, I'm going to go with William Knight here. A um, couple of things to note with uh, with Menafield, right? Uh, it's had some some losses. Lost the same. Same, um, same crew uh, back in 2020, but coming off two impressive wins in 2021, definitely the more active fighter. Uh, so got a sub, got a sub in March over Sharon, and then uh, and then uh, against Herman, um, got a unanimous decision. So looking forward to seeing that fight and those two warriors going going to war. So I'm going to take the underdog here. I'm going to take uh, William Knight. He's a plus 130 right now, and that's definitely a fight that I'm eyeing for my uh, my uh, my picks for uh, some betting odds. Yeah, that's a great pick. Um, I'm actually gonna agree with you. I love I love the body type on William Knight. Like I said, Minifield actually uh, that that submission loss to OSP was the uh, was the counter guillotine. It was yeah. the counter guillotine. Uh, the Von Flu, also titled the OSP now. Um, so absolutely uh, an interesting loss there. Excuse me. Um, so I'm going to go with William Knight. I'm going to go with the underdog. Uh, a, a lot of the same sentiments you said. I, I could absolutely see William Knight uh, winning by knockout. Um, not as many paths to victory, but uh, certainly I could see him taking that one. Next up... Uh, in the flyweight division, we've got Manel Cape. Manel Cape coming off of the flying knee knockout uh, at 265 versus Zalgus Zumagulov coming off of the guillotine choke at 264. Uh, Manel Cape, minus 250 favorite, John. And I'm going with Manel. You know, he started in the UFC, a um, little bit of a rough streak. I believe he lost three in a row. Uh, this flying knee knockout uh, was absolutely beautiful at 265, if you didn't see it. And uh, I think he's going to hit his stride here. I think he's going to get a big win over Zuma Gulov. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Cape again. What are your thoughts? I'm with you. I, I think Cape takes this one. Um, you have to remember, if you look at, if, if you just go back to his 2021 um, activity, this is going to be his fourth fight in 2021. Which is really incredible. He fought in Fe he fought in February against Pantoja. He lost the unanimous decision. I think it's pretty. We, we could all agree that he did lose that decision to Pantoja. Then he fought Nicolau, and I think in that split decision, honestly, you could have given the nod to him. Uh, and then one TKO first round. That beautiful, beautiful game. Um, so yeah, I think uh, again when you look at the record on paper, it may suggest that. He's, he's not really um, on the right side of things. But I just, I like, uh, I really like the matchup here. I think there's um, there's more paths to victory for him. And uh, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with a, uh, I'm going to go with a knockout win. Um, maybe second round. But uh, yeah, I'm going to take the favorite here. All right. We've got, uh, we're going to do four more 
fights on this card, although the, the main card is stacked with six fights. Um, but we're going to skip over a couple of them, head right to the ranked light heavyweight matchup. Two guys coming off of injury. Uh, Jimmy Crute coming off of the drop foot that he had against Anthony Smith. Jamal Hill coming off of the arm situation that went down uh, with Paul Craig. Um, you know, Crute, we talk about pass to victory, definitely has more. Uh, you know, a good wrestler. Doesn't really have the volume for my liking. Um, in the striking department, he was getting absolutely pieced up by Anthony Smith before the drop foot. Um, Hill, uh, violent, violent light heavyweight. Um, and while I could see him losing by submission, you know, if if he attacks Crute the way Smith did, I could see him, you know, ending that fight pretty early. Um, this is tough, man. This is tough. I'm going to go. For another underdog. I think Jamal Hill gets it done um, via knockout first or second round. Man, I don't I don't want to uh, I don't want to agree with every single fight, uh, but we're on the same page here. Wow. Uh, Jamal Hill, I think, uh, had he not got caught in a really precarious position with Paul Craig, um, I could have I, I saw him winning that fight. I saw him violently knocking out Paul Craig. Uh, but that didn't happen. Obviously, the arm was completely broken. It was, it was so gross. It was a dead fish situation. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, I just like the power. I like the archetype. I think that uh, although these fighters are, you know, very different, um, and although Jimmy Crute is five years the younger uh, of, of the elder uh, in Hill, I still think that Hill's getting better. I think Hill is is still very raw in terms of his talent, um, and I think he's going to learn a lot from that last fight. He, he avoided a very, very serious injury. It looked so much worse than it actually was, and I think that so is... So tough. Yeah. He didn't tap. And I, I think that's going to... Uh, I think that's going to reset his, his clock quite a bit. Um, Anthony Smith is a tactician on, the, on striking, so it's hard for me to say that Hill is going to piece him up the way that Anthony Smith did. Um, but Hill has so much power, yeah. right? We could see Jimmy Fruit. Uh, this could be a wrestling match, too. So it's going to be interesting to see how much work Hill has done on his wrestling. Um, but I like this. I like the plus 150 from a money standpoint. Um, so I'm going to take I'm going to take Hill as well. Wow. Yeah. All right. Three for three. We'll see if the run continues. Uh, next up, I've got, wow, in the lightweight division, the carpenter, Clay Guida, who is plus 160 versus Leonardo Santos at minus 190. Who you got? Um, man, I love Clay Guida. Uh, an absolute warrior. Someone yeah. who almost never gets finished uh, and just has such such great cardio. Like, can just push through. and. Um, but at this point, he's a volume striker. He's got to get a lot of volume. Um to do the damage he needs to do. Uh, and and the way I see this fight going is I think Santos slows him down quite a bit. Um, what's incredible about this is that on paper, when you look at these two names, you'd almost 100% assume that Clay Guida is the older fighter. Yeah. Um, Clay Guida is 39, and uh, <laughs> Santos is 41. Yeah. So uh, it's pretty amazing when you consider... Uh, that Santos is definitely the older fighter. Um, I, I like 
the last five five fights for Santos a little bit better. Um, yes, he did. He is coming off a loss, but Guida's lost to some tough competition. Not not the best competition. He's a warrior. Gotta love him. But I'm gonna go uh, with Santos in this one. Okay. Uh, I don't know that this is gonna pay off, but I'm going for another underdog. I love this. another underdog. Yeah, I, I like the Carpenter. Uh, I think I can see a, a, a chance for him to win this by decision just by going with volume, just outworking Santos, getting, you know, six, seven, eight takedowns throughout this one, just, you know, completely being relentless like he was in his last fight. I actually scored his last fight against Madsen for Clay Guida. Um, and I, I do think it was a close fight, but I thought that Clay Guida looked better. So I'm going to go with the Carpenter in this one. Next up, big lightweight matchup. A couple of ranked guys, Brad Riddell versus Rafael Fazeev. An unbelievable fight. Uh, Fight of the night type uh, of booking here. Um, And I'm just going to get right to it. Fazeev looks so crisp against Bobby Green. Uh, And it was such a good fight, a close fight. I'm going to give this one to Fazeev. I think Fazeev gets it done against Brad Riddell. Uh, I like Brad Riddell. You know, City Kicks City Kicks Kickboxing has done such a great job, um, and he's one of the you know better fighters of that group. But uh, I'm going to give it to Fazeev here. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, for me, it's Fazeev as well. Um, he he has looked so impressive, and even in the fight with Bobby Green, um, Bobby Green obviously is so tough didn't go anywhere in that fight but Fazeev was really on a different level and it just looked like it looked like at times had Fazeev been a little bit more aggressive he could have ended that fight I just think there's another level I think there's another gear in there for Fazeev that we haven't seen yet um and he is just so such a good striker he's crisp he's got great technique he's got great variation in the strikes um, I think he's too much for uh, Riddell. Yeah, much better I, kickboxer I mean, just, between the two. I think it's I think it's too much, and I don't think that Riddell has the other tools to minimize Faziz's other other pieces. I think Faziz all all around is a better fighter. So yeah, um, yeah I'm definitely going with Faziz in this one. All right, and then the main event, big bantamweight matchup number four, Rob Font, uh, the favorite right now at minus one fifty, Jose Aldo. Uh, come back a plus 130 as the underdog number five bantamweight in the world you know there's a really a really good chance that if rob font wins this fight you know he's right there for a title shot uh we talked about on the last podcast how you know tj's been been told he's definitely getting the next title shot once he's healed up we know uh sterling is likely gonna fight uh piotr jan next um, there's a chance maybe it's Font Dillashaw. Uh, I definitely could see them booking Jose Aldo versus Dillashaw should Jose Aldo win this fight. Um, I think if this fight is a three-round fight, I might have a different answer. But for me, five rounds, I'm picking Rob Font. Picking Rob Font, uh, both great boxers. You know, Jose Aldo, a legend. Uh, in the featherweight division has looked really good here lately in Bantamweight. Um, I, I have got to go with Rob Fonto. You know, only only a, a select 
few names have beaten Jose Aldo, right? Volkanovski, uh, Conor McGregor, Max Holloway. Uh, you, you know, you add Marlon Marais and Piotr Jan to that list since he's been a Bantamweight, but that's it. Like, it's, it's a small list. I got to say Rob Font adds his name to that um, because this is a five-round fight. He's so tough. We saw what he looked like against Dillashaw. I think we see more of the same. Great boxing. I think Rob Font proves he has some of the best boxing of this division, and I think he also proves that he's got a fantastic, fantastic jab that's one of the best in the UFC. Um, and we've seen fighters that have great jabs really come on strong here recently. Uh, you know, Piotr Jan's got a great jab. Kamaru Usman's got one of the best jabs. Thug Rose has one of the best jabs. Um, you know, Cyril Gaon has a tremendous jab. And I think it's, it's just becoming a lethal weapon that if you have a really, really good jab, you can, you know, rack up a lot of wins. And I think Rob Fawn is going to do just that. Uh, by defeating Jose Aldo uh, by decision. Wow. Um, this is razor close for me for, for a lot of reasons. Um, had I had not seen uh, Aldo's last fight with Pedro Munoz, I would have said this is a Rob Font pull away victory, right? Pour it on round two, round three, round four, round five, it's done. Um, the Jose Aldo that I saw against Pedro Munoz, the way he minimized the calf kick, first of all, no one in the UFC is checking and stepping away from calf kicks the way that Aldo did in that fight. If you haven't seen it, you need to go back and see how he minimized the calf kicks. Um, and he and looked, put out some of his own, yes, too, that worked crisp Absolutely. and strong. Yes. Um, and he he truly looked uh, like he improved from the Cheeto Vera fight to the Munoz fight. It looked like he got some speed back. It looked like he got some energy back. He was more aggressive. He was very timid against Munoz, I, uh, against Vera, and I think the reason for that is because he's coming off three losses. I think he knows in that fight if he loses a fourth fight, this could be it, right? Much more free against Munoz, uh, a fantastic performance. Completely picked Munoz apart. Now, Munoz is nowhere near the striker that Rob Fox is. I right. mean, we can both agree on that. Um, but the question for me really comes down to is, can Aldo slow down Rob Fox? Yeah. And if he can slow him down, not by outworking him cardio-wise, but maybe, just maybe, the calf kick... Maybe the body kicks. Maybe you slow down Rob Font enough to get the speed down to an even playing field. And now I like the experience of Aldo in that situation. So, Max, I'm going to go, even though it's not considered really an upset, from a money line standpoint it is, I'm going to go with Jose Aldo. I think Jose Aldo gets the win. Um, this is no, no slight to Rob Font. Uh, I just think the moment might be a little too big for him, and I think Aldo's ready to make one more push. And uh, this is it. I think this is it for uh, for him. And he and keep in mind, I know we don't like to talk about this a lot, but Aldo was just in there not too long ago. Um, Rob Font earlier this year beats Garbrandt, kind of a punching bag in that in that fight. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. But I like the, what I saw from Aldo last. 
Yeah, just to make another point for Aldo as well, I think the early weight cuts to 135 uh, weren't working as successfully when he lost to Marais and when he lost to Piotr Jan. Uh, he has changed his, his lifestyle completely. He said he's, you know, he's, he's eating differently, he's training differently, uh, and he's making that weight cut a lot easier. Um, yeah, it's a big, big-time matchup. Uh, it, it is razor-thin for me as well. I picked Rob Font. I absolutely could see Jose Aldo, especially if Font is heavy on that lead leg. I think we see Jose kind of piece piece that leg up a little bit. Uh, We've just seen how devastating the drop foot is. Yeah. I mean, yes, look, am I expecting Rob Font to be prepared for that? Of course. Yeah. I mean, he knows it's coming, right? Um, I'm just very curious how that first round's going to go. First three minutes, I'm very curious to see if Baldo can land some heavy calf kicks on Rob Font's lead leg. It's going to be very telling. Absolutely. Um, so let's uh, let's wrap up here. We've got uh, some ads to get to. On the other side, we are going to jump into FFL Talk. John, you know when there's a big fight coming up in the FFL? Everybody's so excited to see two juggernauts get into the octagon, see an all-out war. I'm talking DC Jones, Gon Jones, Khabib Connor, absolute master classes. You're getting me excited, Max. And then the and then we see the fight, and it's an early round stoppage. I'm talking first round. I'm talking 10 to 17 seconds, and you're out of there. No one likes that. No one likes that. If only there was a way to make sure that every fight was an all-out banger. A multi-round affair. Multi-round affair? Every fight? Tell me more, John. Introducing Clock Stopper from Hims, The delayed climax wipes. These desensitizing wipes... Single use. Only use help, it once. Help you control your climax and won't transfer to your partner. Feel all the good stuff for longer. And now there's a special buy one, get one on hymns with a promo code FFL plus. Get the clock stopper, buy one, get one. No prescription required. Easy to use, no mess wipes. Plays well with condoms, toys, and lube. Clock stopper, climax delay wipes. Make every fight. A multi-round affair. Those fights in the bedroom, that is. Wipe on, last long, clock stopper from Hims. All right, man. We made uh, some big-time picks there. I'm feeling really good about them. Yeah, me too. I got to keep pace. You know, I got to keep pace with you and AJ. Um, it's been an interesting couple of weeks. Last week was great. I think for all of us, we all did pretty well. But, um, yeah, this is going to be... Gonna be an interesting one. Yeah, definitely gonna be interesting. I'm really excited um, to see Rob Vaughn, Jose Aldo. It's gonna be great. Yep. Let's talk about some other great fights uh, coming up in the FFL universe. We've got Bloodsport coming up. One of the best events of I, all time. I'm very curious to hear about who you're submitting into the Bloodsport tournament. Um, I'm very curious to get your thoughts on John Jones' first fight back. Taking on Gokunsaki. Caged animal. Caged animal. Uh, I've got some other fights in that card I want to talk about here in a minute um, that we're going to be debuting here in the pod exclusively on the FFL podcast. Only, Only place to get it, baby. FFL Plus. Uh, and I'm also excited to talk about Grand Prix, Fro Grand Prix 5. 
Uh, Huge implications. We've got the whole card here. We've got the card right here in my pocket, ready to show you. Oh, my God. Yeah, ready to show you this card. It's unbelievable. Um, and finally going to divulge a little information around our next pay-per-view, uh, wow. which is yet to be titled. It is the December pay-per-view. It's going down. It's going to be huge. Looking forward to it. Looking can't forward wait. to it. I can't. Uh, you didn't turn off your I'm, device? What's I'm going sorry. on? Sorry. Uh, it's, it's Mike. You can get can that. I? Yeah. Super quick. Michael Bisping? Yeah, it's Mike. The Count. All right, the Count. Call him John. Hey, Mike, what's up? I'm live on the air for the pod. Yeah, I, I saw the pictures. We all know what that was. Yeah, I saw... What? Wait, what? All right. I'll stay calm. I'll be there. John, I gotta go. Everything okay? I gotta go. Cabin's on fire! Wow. Wow. Um, Guys, this is unbelievable. John just received a call from Michael Bisping and uh, absolutely left the studio just now in a frenzy. All, all I heard in the background was something on fire. Not sure what that's about. Uh, I'm going to send a message out to John and hope all's well there. Uh, yeah, we have to pay our respects to our sponsors here, so I'll see you on the other side. To be continued. All right, boys, welcome back. We are going to go over the Grand Prix 5 card. Uh, it's a great card. It's a card I'm really excited about. There's a lot of great matchups here. The, the final matchups heading in to the Grand Prix playoffs. We're going to jump right in and get started with the Atom Weight division. We've got some great matchups here I'm really excited about. Starting off things at the Atom Weight division are a couple of debuts. So we've got Michelle Watterson making her Bullet Club debut against Angela Hill of Modesto Nuts. So a nice matchup between Frank and Juan there. We also have Thug Rose Nama Yunus making her debut with the NWO Wolfpack against Paige 12 Gage Van Zant of Team Apex. We also have Joanne Calderwood against Zhang Wei Li. Calderwood versus Wei Li. Christian against AJ there. And finally, of course, for the Atom Weight Championship, the vacant Atom Weight Championship, we see Mackenzie Dern against Joanna Yunjacek. Mackenzie Dern against Joanna Yunjacek for the Atomweight Championship. So that's the matchups in the Atomweight division. Next up, we have the Featherweight division. Huge, huge personalities in the Featherweight division here. And we've got some great matchups, some massive matchups to match. Yair Rodriguez from the Nation of Domination is going to be taking on Anthony Pettis of Modesto Nuts. AJ versus Juan there. Brian Ortega makes his debut for the NWO Wolfpack, and he does so against former member of the NWO Wolfpack, Jose Aldo, Team Apex 
against the NWO Wolfpack there. Next we have Edson Barboza. Edson Barboza, one of the uh, hotter featherweights in the league, makes his Grand Prix debut, and he matches up against Alexander Volkanovsky of Bullet Club. Big-time featherweight matchup there. And finally, Max Holloway against Sadiq Yusuf, Super Sadiq Yusuf against Max Holloway, uh, Trevor against myself there. Next up, we have the lightweight division. Some huge matchups here. Michael Chandler taking on Charles Oliveira. Chandler of the Nation of Domination against Oliveira of Savage Joes. The Diamond Dustin Poirier against Anthony Pettis. Pettis twice, uh, fighting twice here on the Grand Prix 5 card. We also have... Justin Gaethje, Justin Gaethje, uh, who could be at this moment in time lightweight, interim lightweight champion, uh, should he defeat Islam Mahashev. Um, but Justin Gaethje against Rafael Dos Anjos of Darce Knights. So uh, Christian against John there. Of course, we know in uh, in the Grand Prix setting, normally titles not on the line. Of course. And finally, um, Dan Hooker, the hung man himself of Team Apex, going at it again with the corporation, uh, but not against Islam Mahashev. He wants to run it back, so he will be running it back against Islam's mentor, Khabib Nurmagomedov, medically cleared to compete at Grand Prix 5. Uh, next up is the welterweight division. We're going to see Leon Edwards make his NWO Wolfpack debut against Nate Diaz of Savage Joes. Jorge Gamebred Masvidal will be taking on the Dirty Bird, Tin Means, from the Darts Knights. George St. Pierre's debut, we told you about Rush Prime, George St. Pierre, and he will be taking on Colby Chaos Covington of Team Apex. Finally, welterweight champion Kamaru Usman taking on Steven Wonder Boy Thompson of Modesto Nuts. So a little uh, Modesto Nuts against Corporation action there. Then we have uh, some bonus fights. Bonus fights. Um, middleweight action. We have Yoel Romero of the Darce Knights going to be taking on Tiago Santos from Team Apex. We have Israel Adesanya, Adesanya making his NWO Wolfpack debut against Kevin Holland, Big Mouth, the Trailblazer, Kevin Holland. We have Blonde 
Derek Brunson, Blonde Brunson of Modesto Nuts, who is going to be taking on also of the middleweight division, the formidable, for sure formidable, Jared Cannonier. Jared Cannonier. And finally, for the interim middleweight championship, Hamsat Borz Chimaev defends the IC middleweight title against Robert the Reaper Whitaker. Chimaev against Bobby Knuckles, main event of Grand Prix 5, last dance, last chance. And that's the card. Sadly, I don't have John with me here to go over the card uh, because of that call that he received earlier. Uh, I did reach out to him. I haven't heard back from him. I'm hoping everything's okay with him. And uh, I will update you guys as soon as I do hear back. That being said, though, hopefully you guys enjoyed today's episode and have enjoyed all this great content the FFL podcast has been bringing you. If you haven't, please listen to uh, the documentary series, Trouble in Paradise. Uh, It's one of the greatest things uh, we've released here on the podcast. We do have lots of more great content coming out for you. We haven't forgotten about FFL Review. That is coming soon. We've got a great Q&A episode for you guys. Uh, Please get your questions in. Uh, I'll drop another link in the chat here. Get your questions in for that Q&A episode. Uh, We've got a mid-season award show coming up. Can't wait for that. Lots of content coming to you guys on the FFL Podcast exclusively on FFL+. Plus.